Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. guys and welcome to the happy single mom podcast i am your host khalifa today guys we have a lady from down under <laughs> don't cringe whilst i say that she is from australia her name is dr effie she's a clinical psychologist and yes she is a magnificent lady because we have been liaising on social media for a while now and because i had life going on and um, she was wonderfully gracious and I'm so happy that she's here because she actually serves our community she on her page it says I teach stressed single moms strategies to rediscover their true selves and boy oh boy do we need that right now especially with the pure fact that we are in December and a lot of people are doing their vision boards they're doing their new year new me and all of this magnificent manifestation stuff and studies actually show that by the end of January that gym membership you haven't gone to you know that vision that you wrote down you haven't done yet so I think that oftentimes we have wonderful goals, but we do not have strategies. So when I see someone that can help with strategies, I just want to hug them, even down to healing emotion, emotionally or any past traumas. We're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, relieve this trauma of mine, but we don't actually have set strategies as to how we're going to do it. And then we wonder why we revert back to certain things. So Dr. Effie, please let the audience know a bit about yourself and thank you so much for serving our community. Yay, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited and I love that, like we said before, that we're in different parts of the globe and we connected um, because we've got a shared mission. We both want to be happy single mums. So, um, so yes, I'm a clinical psychologist in Melbourne, Australia. I've been a psychologist for about 18 years and five years ago I became a solo mum. So I've got three girls that I raise on my own um, and that's after leaving um, not an emotionally abusive marriage um, and my three girls are 15, 13 and 8. So quite a handful um, but uh, we're a little girl squad I call it. And, um, and you know, I really noticed as um, time went on that as a psychologist, no psychology training prepared me for this. Um, it just became irrelevant because I was going through the turmoil and stress that everybody else would be going through and every other woman would go through in this time. And um, I really had to discover for myself what's what was going to 
to work for me. I tried to seek help and I couldn't really find the right for me um, when I was looking for it. And as I discovered different things that helped me and I made little breakthroughs and stuff feeling more like myself, I thought, oh my God, I've got to teach other women how to, how to do this. Um, and then gradually as I um, started really reflecting on what's helped me and I'm, I, you know, I, I feel so much better now and really feel like I've got my life a lot more together. Um, I thought I've got to put this together and teach other single mums how to do it and also put together the experience I've got from working with so many people. Um, and so I created like a, a course for single mums where I teach them exactly what you just read before, um, you know, how to how to manage stress, how to be themselves more because I feel like um, we kind of get lost a little bit yeah. and lose ourselves. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. And yes, I was going to touch upon um, the course. So what's the course is called uh, Revitalized Mum Program, isn't it? Why why did you why did you name it that? You know, it took me a while to find the right name. And the reason I ended up calling it that is because um I feel like, you know, we need to almost like breathe in like new vitality into into our lives, you know, that I feel like a lot of women, you know, when they come out of a relationship perhaps that was also emotionally abusive or just toxic in some way. Um, they sort of lose themselves. They're just going on a pilot in survival mode. And I feel like we need to, um, you know, rediscover ourselves and, and, and become almost like a new person or rediscover who we always have been but kind of forgot about. So that's, yeah. that's well. I, lo- I love that. I love that. And I do think that we need to also look at the animal kingdom because some animals shed their skin, you know, some that's birds that. pluck their, their feathers off. And I am a strong believer that at any given time in life, you can pivot and you can reinvent yourself. If you are the shout, shouty, angry mom, you could be the calm, collected mom, you know, so we can actually, and it's a choice. It's a choice. It's like a light, light switch. We can actually choose what we want. And I've shared it on the podcast before that, there was for a long period of time after I became a single mom, I chose to be angry. I chose to be depressed and I chose to have that kind of badge, that kind of, you know, look at my hurt, you know, and it took me a very long time to kind of shed that skin and realize that you can actually be a happy single mom instead of being a sad or depressed or angry. It is a choice. Obviously they are emotional states. Like we have different seasons, we need to ride through that, but then we have to know that our natural state can be happiness. Our natural state can be joy. And I don't want my son um, growing up seeing his mom sad. Programs like that, like yours, are, are very, very much needed. So what I want to ask you are, um, what are like some strategies that you implemented to teach yourself how to de-stress, if that's the word, yeah, how to de-stress. Because I do think that mums, especially with the pandemic that we've just survived kind of, and now the cost of living, stress is something that I'm hearing ever so much. And yeah, how how can you teach mums, especially being a clinical psychologist, how can you teach us how to not be so stressed out? Yes. So um, what I've what I've done is like when I've put this course together, I've come up with like a four step kind of 
process for you, not just to manage the stress, but actually in that process, re rediscover who you are. So I called it the 4R method. So I'll go over it with you and it just makes it a really simple framework to just keep in your mind. And the first R is remove. So that's actually about removing anything that's toxic in your life that's getting in the way of living your life. So for example, a lot of times we just go on autopilot and we don't really take the time to think, do I like my job? Do, you know, are the friends that I'm hanging out with actually um, uplifting me or are they draining me? Um, you know, do I like where I'm living? Do I, you know, we often just, we keep going just survival mode and we don't really take that time. So the first step is actually to look at what in my life is helping me and good for me and what isn't and to look at how you can remove it. You know, sometimes it's not, it's not possible to, but, you know, certainly some of the things that, you know, that I've done is look at that. Do I, do I like where I'm working? Do I want to change? And I ended up actually changing the, the place that I was working at, um, you know, started working with a different group of people. So, and that made a huge difference, you know, for me. I also looked at, you know, the people I was hanging out with and sometimes we just hang out with the same people by default. So I looked at, you know, who are the people that I really do enjoy spending time with. Um, the second A is, is the part about rediscovering. So just taking the time to actually think, what are the things I used to enjoy once upon a time that I'm just not doing anymore? Um, and, you know, make a list of them and, and start actually thinking, okay, well, these are the things I enjoy. How can I put them into practice? You need to make a plan. It's, it's all good and well to come up with lots of amazing ideas, but if you don't make a really specific plan, like, okay, um, I really want to go dancing. When am I going to go dancing? Who will I go dancing with? You know, um, and actually put in place. So that was one thing for me again. So I forgot how much I love dancing and I didn't get to do it when I was, you know, when I was married. So I just felt alive doing that again. So that's that part about rediscovering, actually taking the time to think, what are the things I enjoy that I haven't done in a long time? What are my, what are my values? Like what really matters to me? And start to think, okay, well, if this is what matters to me, how can I do more of that? Yeah. So, so as well is part of that. Um, then the next part, the part that really is about the stress management, that's release. So that's like, see if you can release that stress, those emotions that are getting in the way. And for that, it's there's two main parts. One is our body, because our body can get really wound up and stressed. So we need to learn ways to do other mindfulness. So that's about being more, more present and slowing down your breathing. Um, and so different relaxation techniques like that. So I teach that in the course, I actually guide women through these relaxation techniques. Um, and, uh, and then look, and then the other part of it is your thoughts, right? If you're going to think in a negative way, if you're going to catastrophize and anticipate the worst about everything, you're going to feel stressed. Right, so we need to really look at at facts and truth, and base your your thoughts on that, not on speculation and jumping to conclusions. Right, so you know it's really easy to to think the worst, and I think that's that's what gets most of us stressed. We we look into the future a lot, and you know look at what's happening right here, right now that I have to deal with, and what's the worst that can happen. So we need to you know challenge challenge those thoughts. Um, and then the final R is, um, I call it refine. So this is, you know, after you've started 
you know, getting rid of anything that's like toxic that's getting in the way. You've rediscovered who you are again by doing things that you enjoy and you release all those emotions. You need to really refine your life a bit like a life audit. Kind of look at, okay, I've done all this. What what else doesn't serve any useful purpose in my life? You know, you know. One of the other things that I discovered for me was I was sending my kids to so many activities that I was running around like a headless truck everywhere. And why do they need to do so many activities, you know, extracurricular activities? I just had no time for myself. I was just burning myself out. And, you know, we had to chat and decide, okay, what what do you enjoy the most? Do you, you know, they don't have to be the best pianist and performer and gymnast and dancer, and, you know, yeah. so... I'd suggest just, you know, being practical about it, Um, you know, but I think think part of me probably was, you know, because I'm raising them on my own, I just wanted, yeah, possibly, I can't give them everything and, you know, they don't miss out on anything and you know what, they're going to be absolutely fine, you know, they don't have to have all that as... As I've, I've, you know, listened to you in your own podcast, you know, you just need one healthy, good parent, you know, to really give them what they need. And often it's really just the love, really, you know, as cliche as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Everything you said is just absolutely amazing. And you've actually answered some of the questions I was going to ask going forward. But I do think that we do overcompensate as single moms and then we end up burning ourselves out and then we end up resenting our kids as well especially down to sometimes I've spoken to a lot of single moms that are in jobs that they hate but because they have to pay bills you know they 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 stay there and not not realizing that you can actually find another job that you enjoy that pays the same or you know that's flexible but it's about taking that risk and I think that oftentimes what we fail to realize is that when you are flying it forces the kids as well to see, okay, mom's jumped out of the nest, quote unquote, and then they want to jump as well. So kids are like our mirrors as well. So if they see you fearful and see you upset and see you in a job that they hate, that you hate, apologies, they are more likely to do that. But if they see mom waking up and going to the gym, even when she doesn't want to do it and when she's tired, but she's putting herself first, if they see mom killing it in her career and is happy to serve her community they're more likely to do it so putting yourself first and your you know putting yourself first is the best thing you can do and not doing things also for the outside gaze because I think that we do get in that trap like you said and I was in that trap as well joining the PTA putting him in boxing club drumming club this club and that club because of the outside gaze and because they, I wanted people to see that, yes, I'm a single mama. Yes, I can do it. Yes, I'm badass. And in actual fact, I was tired and I was at home and I was drinking every single night because I just needed another form of release. Like I needed something for myself. So you have to kind of, like you mentioned, just audit your life and be like, is this really needed? Is that really needed? Is, you know, and why am I doing this? So alongside auditing our lives, we have to figure out why am I doing this? <laughs> Who is this for? Who is this for? Yeah. And my kids actually happy doing, and they are sometimes whereby in my house, we have family meetings, even though it's just us two, but they are non-negotiables. All right. You will do the tutoring, you know, that one I would not negotiate on, but okay. If you want to drop drumming that I've paid for, (laughs) for the year, um, if it's making you upset, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll drop that. Yeah. So we can actually speak. Yeah. We've worked. 
they're little human beings as well. So we can yeah. actually hold meetings and be like, where are we now? What's our projection? What can we work on? As a parent, what am I not doing right? And our kids can, they can see our blind spots as well. Even dads, I say to a lot of mums that, especially when it comes to dating, there are going to be times whereby your kids might not like the person that you're seeing, but there's something innate in kids that can just tell you, mum, I don't like this person. And you can choose to believe that and know they're just jealous, it's this, it's that, or you can actually hear that voice in them that can see something that you cannot see. So let's not dismiss the voices of our kids because sometimes they're right. Mom, you're always busy. Mom, you're always on your phone. Mom, you never spend time with me. Listen, because if you don't listen now, they're going to be telling the therapist <laughs> 10 years from yes. now. It's exactly. Yeah. So can I ask the question, how did you um, put yourself first? Because you said it's just been five years. So what, what, what pushed you to make that decision for yourself, for your girls? And so number one, how did you do it? And number two, have you faced any stigma being a single mom? Okay. Excellent questions. I love this. So, so the way I started doing things for myself was, um, you know, I realized that in my marriage that that was getting in the way of me doing things for myself. I felt a little bit, um, I felt like a single mum while I was married because, you know, my my ex-husband would, you know, go to work before the kids woke up and back after they were asleep. So I never had that time for myself, even though, you know, you think when there's a partner, you can go out and do things. So once once that was out of the picture, um, I all of a sudden didn't have this kind of toxicity in my life and I already felt it was obviously a stressful time, but at the same time I felt very relieved and very free and, you know, I started reaching out to to my friends and, um, you know, and planning to see them. Now, it took a bit of organisation to do that because it meant that I had to organise babysitting, right, to do that. Um, and, you know, over time I then found a regular girl that I was going to use for a babysitter and I had to budget for that, um, but it was like the best money I ever spent, the best money I ever spent. Um, and I would, so I would, I was like obsessed with it. I was like, I'm going to catch up with this friend this week, this friend next week. Um, and that's when I started going out dancing. Like I said, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. How have I not done this? Um, and then I also got into, you know, exercising as well. Like you've mentioned that and my kids seeing me for the first time ever getting fit and strong. Um, and even that started when um, I just caught up with a friend one day um, and we decided that we'll catch up for a walk. So I had the babysitter come. I go and met her. I met her for a walk, went for a beautiful walk on the beach. And when the walk was over, um, you know, my friend left and I was there and um, I drove back home and I thought, my God, this felt so good. I, I don't I don't want to go back inside the house. I, I feel like I want to keep walking. So I just left my car outside the house and I just continued walking just in my neighborhood and I was walking and walking. It was like Forrest Gump. I couldn't stop. <laughs> and I was like loving life, enjoying And I thought, oh, my God, this is a genius idea. I have got to get the babysitter to come just so I can go for a walk. 
as crazy as that must sound. So I started booking these babysitters to come so I can go for a walk and the walk became a run and um, and I was doing it regularly and I've never felt so good or alive. Um, then the weather got bad and I thought, well, I'll have to join the gym so I can go on a treadmill on a, for a walk or a run. But when I joined the gym, my eyes like popped out of my skull when I saw all the equipment and all the things I could do there and I thought, I want to be strong now. I'm, I'm already so much stronger mentally. Now I want to be strong physically. There was just kind of something switched in, in my mind about that. And I started doing that. And that became even um, more extreme because I now compete in bodybuilding as well. Wow. And your body is amazing. I was looking at your page thinking, whoa, child, you look <laughs> Thank you. No, it's, um, it's, it's become something where... I've just wanted to challenge myself, you know. I was a shell of a person, you know, I feel like in, you know, in my marriage and even though I help a lot of people, I wasn't really giving much to myself. I gave all my energy to my kids and my work and, um, and uh, you know, I almost thought what is like the most extreme thing I could do to really take myself out of my comfort zone and challenge myself? I'm going to stand on a stage in a bikini and I'm going to do a bodybuilding thing and something I would never do in a million years. And um, and so I gave that a go. So that's that's basically that's the journey of how I started doing things for myself. And when you feel so good, it becomes contagious, and you find a way to do it. That's awesome. Oh, that's brilliant. And I I think that's so that's so refreshing to hear. And I do think that as moms, we need to have our own set goals, set challenges, so we don't end up being those nagging parents that live their life vicariously through their children i think that if you don't carve out your own life you just be on your deathbed with so many regrets and i do see like on social media like the um, a bunch this is like new phase where a bunch of people just go and ask strangers things like oh give me some life your life experience or what 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 would you say to your younger self and some of the things I hear oftentimes being echoed is I wish I wasn't so fearful. I wish I'd lived more. I wish I had traveled. I wish I, you know, and um, we have no no greater time than now. And now, and the pure fact that you took a chance on yourself, number one, by leaving a, a relationship and, you know, not knowing where the path is and still taking a step and, you know, putting the, the picture together, not knowing how where all the pieces will be for the 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 jigsaw puzzle so you did that and then you had enough courageousness to you know book a babysitter because I think even as months the fear of like oh can someone else look after my kid like I like I can calling them up are they fine you know checking them afterwards so even mm -hmm. that that leap of faith and then the bodybuilding stuff so I think that like we once you take one step and you take another step you you'd see yourself running and you're like oh my gosh I'm actually running and I think that that is why spaces like this and people like you are just needed in society because we need to put ourselves first and just run this race of life <laughs> and win and win as well. Yes. And it's you against you. That's one thing I would like moms to realize that in this race of life is you against you. So you're running that race. Yeah. <laughs> That's my TED talk. <laughs> That's my <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um, um, so one question I do have is 
right now to a mom that's listening that's saying, okay, yes, I know the tools I need to implement. Yes, I've done, I've got my list of what the goals I would like to achieve. Yes, I, I know I need to put myself first, but I cannot make that first step. <laughs> what advice would you give to the mom that's wanting to make that first step? So the first thing is to look at what is it actually, what's getting in the way of making that first step? Okay, we need to figure that out first. Is it fear? You know, is it time? Is it money? Is it, what is it? You know, um, because once you figure out what's actually getting in the way, then you can solve that problem. You know, if it's, if, if taking that, if for example, you know, going out with friends, um, you know, what's getting in the way of that is, is money because you need money for a babysitter, then okay, looking at, well, how can we problem solve that? You know, is there somebody from the family you can ask to help you out? Can maybe a friend come over for a, for a cuppa, you know, when your kids are asleep? Like there's there's different ways. I think it's just sometimes we think so much in black and white. It has to be this way. And if you can't be this way, then I can't do it at all. You know, I can only exercise if I go to a gym. And, and until the day I can go to a gym, I can't exercise. Well, there's lots of ways to exercise, you know. Um, in the pandemic, I think a lot of us, you know, like had to find ways at home to do it and things like that. So, so I think that's, that's a thing. And then the other thing is, are you making that first step too big? You know, is it, is it, is it too big and overwhelming that you just feel like, well, when I've got the energy, then I'll do it. When I've got the motivation, I'll do it. Well, you're not going to get the motivation by waiting. You know, it's not going to come and knock on the door one day and say, okay, I'm here. You can go do all the things you've waited to do. So it's breaking it down, thinking what's like one small tiny thing I could do. And then, you know, one step builds onto the next and the next. So have to Brilliant. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So what other um, helpful tools could you give to a mom that wants to start um, their own like business? Because obviously you've got your own, um, yeah, your own yeah. course. So what, what, yeah. Okay, so um, first of all, you know, you need to find what, what your interests are, right, and what's what really, like, sets your soul on fire, you know, what gets you, what gets you, you know, excited. Um, and, you know, once you once you figure that part out, then you could really brainstorm, like, how can I make this happen? You know, are there people I need to talk to or do I need to, to research this more? Um, because I think, again, like, we can have an idea, but if you don't, make a plan and, and break it down into small steps, yeah. it would never happen. So, you know, for, for me, um, you know, again, I was by default, just I was working in, in a clinic that was with doctors and um, I just kept doing that. And after some time I thought I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not feeling like this is the right environment for me. Um, and, you know, everything worked very well, but it was just a feeling I felt like I needed to, to change. So I think a lot of women are fearful of making that making that change you, you you said yourself like you know sometimes you can find another job or or a different career do it you know earning that money but you've you've got to research that you know yeah so I think really the biggest thing it's you know is you got to be open to going out of your comfort zone you know in order to to start a business or, or go to a, a different job um you know both men and women that I've that I've worked with you know, one-on-one, -on -one. the biggest thing is just, I'd rather just stay in what I'm comfortable with than go out of my comfort zone and do something totally different. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that as a single mom, um, if you've made the choice to do it alone or whatever circumstances that made you become a single mom, that's the baddest thing. That you are bad ass. So if yeah. you can't do that at the face of society, stigma, family, um, what else can't you do? So that same yes. person, yeah, that chose themselves, you know, yeah. she's I often liken mum sometimes like um, a Superman. You know, Superman would have on like a normal suit and then he would just rip his <laughs> his top open and then he would have the suit underneath. And I do think that we innately have that as mums. If anything happens to our kids, like I saw a, a, a particular lady whereby there was a storm and she, the, her child was in the car and the car was at a jam or something like that. And she didn't, I didn't, she said she didn't know where she got the strength from, but she managed to just yank the whole door open. That is, yeah, so that is something that as a mom, that we had that innate, God has put that in us. That we, we, maybe it might be fight or flight, I don't know, but we innately have the fire, the tenacity to protect our kids, yeah? So why can't you protect you? So oftentimes I tell moms and I say it to myself that I, as alongside parents and my son, I you need to parent yourself. You need to step out of yourself and parent yourself and be like, all right, cool. We are in December now. You're listening to this podcast. You've you've heard Effie. So there's, there's certain things there that you, there's certain tools that you can use. Are you going to parent yourself and say, look, listen to what these people are saying take a leap take an opportunity put yourself first and parent yourself and just say okay okay mom i'm gonna do it <laughs> so this is the, yeah, yeah this is the opportunity you know, yes i totally agree and i think also um i just realized i didn't answer your question also about stigma how you deal with the stigma of being a single mom and um you know like you were saying you gotta take a leap on yourself and and um, all that I you know it's funny because before my marriage ended that's when I was feeling the stigma of being a single mom being a divorced woman you know I, I remember thinking how am I going to end this like I was actually quite fearful and um, and I thought I'm going to be a divorced woman I'm going to be a single mom that is like so embarrassing like that's actually what I was thinking in my head um, and then when I finally realize enough is enough I have to end this um the the relief that I felt from just not having to deal with that and it took so much courage for me to end that marriage because I really was quite fearful how am I going to cope you know how will you react like like you have enough support um and because it was such a courageous move for me once I did it being a single mom and a divorcee was the proudest Thing I have ever felt and yeah. I say it probably now that I'm a single mom I'm divorced because I know that for me to become that took the most courage out of anything you know so for me it's like a, it means I took it I took a chance on myself and I did something you know for to better myself to actually better my children as well and it totally reframed it in my mind you know so I yeah. think that's the important thing, you know, to realize, you know, be proud of it because, you know, you're, 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 you're doing this, you know, you're, you're raising your children, you're, you're doing your best, you're, you know, you're doing so much and that's something to be proud of, not ashamed of. 
Brilliant. So where can people find you on social media? Um, where can they take the course? So um, thanks for asking. So they can find me um, on Instagram is the easiest and there's a link there to, to my course as well. Um, and so that's uh, underscore Dr. Zuck, D-R dot F-E-E-F-I. Um, and yeah, there's a, a link in my bio there to to the course and you can join anytime. It's, um, it's a course that's there kind of all the time now that I've launched it. So you can start anytime and, and yeah, get your life going in the right direction. Awesome. Dr. Epi, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast and sharing your wonderful knowledge and putting yourself first and being a badass bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> and just loving loving on your um on your daughters and giving helpful tools and strategies to overcoming putting ourselves first and just pouring out your soul into this course because it is it is needed and there was a gap in the market and you filled it so thank you so so much and yeah do you have any big plans for 2024 do you want to share anything with us well um I think I, I really want to actually get this course more more out there to as many women as possible. So that's yeah. that's really the main aim. I only just launched it recently, so um, yeah. yeah, I just want to get that out there as and yeah, help as many women as I can. I, I don't want any other single mum to to suffer. So yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much, and have a magnificent day. Thank you. Really, thanks for having me. <laughs> no